We invest significant amount of money year over year over year in development and research. And we actually go and work with study groups, research groups who go out and, and study and interview our target market. We're building what they're asking for versus building something and then saying, well, we hope you like this. a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Sedell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. 2020 was a challenging year with COVID. In particular, it was very difficult for small businesses. EGSI Financial believes in giving back to the community that has supported us for nearly 20 years. And as part of that, we're rolling out a campaign, Giving Back to Small Businesses, which we will highlight two small businesses every month on our podcast, Ed Sedell, The Retirement Trainer, which you can find on iHeart, Spotify, Apple Play, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. The goal is to promote and learn lessons from these small businesses so other business owners can draw upon their experiences. Today, we have Nanette Fister joining us on our podcast. She's the VP of Sales for Epcon Community, which is headquartered right here in Columbus, Ohio. This is Leanne Sedell, and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Nanette. Hi, Ed. Nanette, welcome. Thank you so much. Welcome, it's great welcome. to be here. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for joining us. I, I appreciate it. I know uh, uh, you guys are really, really busy right now. We're very busy, <laughs> and we're very grateful for that. Yes. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes. Well, and you know, th that's kind of why we wanted to have you, mm -hmm. you know, on the podcast. We have a lot of mutual clients, um, yes. in you know, with with you know the mm -hmm. our target audience, if you will, you know, our, our our client base. You know, a lot of them are downsizing, and that's really kind of what EBCON communities. I mean, that's your focus. We're the right size move. Yes, you you, exactly. you are yeah. right. So really, we wanted to kind of learn, you know, more about EBCON, sure. what you guys do, and um, how you got through last year. Okay. Um, COVID and what you're doing a little bit differently so other businesses and people can learn and yeah, and, and how people can find you. So just tell us about EPCON. Sure. Well, EPCON Communities was founded in Central Ohio in 1986 by uh, Ed Be Beckham and Phil Fankhauser, who are here locally. And we currently are in 29 states across the country. Oh, wow. So we have a franchise arm. Uh, this, that's very unique in the building industry. And we began the franchise division. We formally formed the franchise in 95. We had a licensing um division prior to that. And so we have, corporately, we have communities in Charlotte, Raleigh, Indy now, and Columbus, Ohio, which is home base for us. Um, but we have franchisees in multiple states and even in Ohio. 
Wow, that yeah. that's awesome. And so, so how many franchisees would you? So the the bulk of what you have in the twenty nine states, they're they're um, franchises, right? Yes, that's correct. And so, how many is it? Just one per state? Is that no, how it works, or is no. it? Depends on the size of the market. So you could okay. be in a city, let's say Dallas, Fort Worth, where we may have, you know, multiple franchisees because it's a market area that they'll have sure. rights to. So okay. it depends on the size of the market. Got it. Got it. And and as far as Epcon, how big are you guys? How many employees do you all have? As our corporation, mm-hmm. I think we have over 150. Oh at this wow! Point. Yes, we've that's we've really grown. Yes. And it seems like every time I turn around, you're, you guys have another community you see popping another up. Right one over, of, you're right yes. here in Columbus. Yes, we have 10 communities right now in Central Ohio, which is, really? is which is the most we've ever had. Um, wow! In the area, yes. So how did so COVID was obviously tough mm-hmm. for everyone, and how did it affect you guys? Well, you know, first of all, it was a surprise. You know, it all like it was for everybody, right? You know, one day we're working and the next day we, we're not. You know, yeah. We're just not. They're beginning to shut things down. Mm-hmm. I think one of the great things for us was was uh, the housing industry was considered in the state of Ohio as essential. And so we were allowed to continue to work, which mm-hmm. meant we were allowed to keep our models open. We were allowed to keep our teams out in the field building homes. Oh. And so that was really a, a great thing for us. But immediately we had to adjust. And when I say immediately, it was a Friday afternoon. Everything is shutting down. We mm-hmm. learned that we can stay open, but all of a sudden there's all the concern about yeah. how do you safely bring people into a home, into a community and keep them safe and keep our team safe. And so, you know, we put all the, the restrictions in, we had hand sanitizer. We were getting it by the gallon. You know, oh my gosh. I still have two huge bottles, you know, thank goodness. Some of the, I should say, but some of the local companies that are uh, great vodka distilleries were making hand sanitizer at that time. And (laughs) we frequented them and are grateful for that. So the team, we put in cleaning procedures, everybody masked up and we continued to work. And so, you know, it hit right. I always say it was right around St. Patty's Day that all of a sudden you started to hear, okay, we're not traveling right now. And kind of conferences were going to Zoom. And so about the first five weeks, we felt that impact in our traffic through the door. Our web traffic went up. Oh, our online traffic really increased. But the to the people coming to your door decreased. Mm-hmm. We, we got uh, the team engaged right away on how do you sell virtually? <laughs> and so we did yeah. that, which is, you know, you think about buying a home virtually, but the team became very adept at that, sold a number of homes without clients ever seeing the home. Sight unseen. Sight wow. unseen. That's awesome. We do it all virtually. We we were, fortunately, we had been in a training program with our sales teams that where they had been training via Zoom for over a year. So mm-hmm. they understood Zoom. So that wasn't, they didn't have to adapt to that. They just, now we were getting our clients comfortable with Zoom. And then about May, when we started to reopen some restaurants and gyms, our, our everything changed for us again. And the the uh, traffic picked up. The sales just became, you know, just continued to pick up. And we are just month over month, year after year, hitting new records to the point this year where we are we are 36 sales away, I told the team this morning, from hitting a, an all-time record um, wow. Uh, wow. As, a, as a, you know, for a corporate company. Um, and send and a uh, hundred over what our, we had projected in sales. So, congratulations! That's yeah, awesome. that is Holy cow. So it's great. been a great year. I mean, we 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 hear so many stories. Not enough employees. Yes, you know, and they need yeah. people in the yes. workforce. That's that's yeah. exciting to hear. Mm-hmm. That's exciting to hear. You, you know, so I mean, has that impacted you at all? As far as trying to to find, you know, not just people, but the right people. 
It has. Now, we've been very fortunate on our selling team mm-hmm. to find and keep and retain the right people. But I think where it's really impacted us is, is in the trades. Yeah. It's just, you know, they're just, we just don't have them. And as an industry, we're working to try to do, you know, to really bring more people into the trades. There's mm-hmm. great opportunity there. There's a huge business future there. It's getting the people through trade schools and getting them. We're finding that yep. we're finding that's uh, something that the discussions are happening at the high school mm-hmm. level yes. now, a lot more than they ever did in the oh, past. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I hope because we have uh, family members who have gone into the trades, and I, I now it's there are so few of them. There you are. can't find a plumber. You can't find a right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, my my nephew um, went to college and actually is an ele- electrician, and he's. I mean, it's it's crazy the per hour bill. I mean, it's people it's are a, say we tell you know people tell us all the time if we had to, a chance to do it all over again, they'd go right into the trades. Well, and it's funny. I saw a, a little thing the other day, and it showed a gentleman all dressed perfectly in the suit, tie, carrying his briefcase, young man, and it says, you know, he's an attorney. $250,000 in college debt, yep. yeah. $130,000 a year in income. And then it showed a gentleman in a, uh, the neon, the vest, yeah. you know, the protective vest. <laughs> and it said, electricians, $160,000 in income, no college debt. <laughs> exactly. And I, I sit on the foundation board for our Central Ohio BIA, our Building Industry Association. And so we do scholarship funding every year. And we love to see this, the applicants come in who are wanting to go into the trades. If they're coming into and they are serious about going into a trade school, they earn a scholarship from us. I mean, wow, we grant them scholarships. Well, you know what? That's fantastic. That's and, a really and it's smart and too. It's at the same smart. time because you're you're kind of filling that <laughs> oh yes. that empty yeah. void. Yes, and there's just all we're looking. You know, we're looking for them. Do they want to stay in Central Ohio because that's where the funding's coming from? <laughs> and um, do they want to go in the trades? And if they want to go in the trades and they want to stay in Central Ohio, it's we have great, you know, we have you know that sources for that's them. exciting that you guys are doing that because, like I said, everybody helping everybody else to stay yes. with the flow of of mm-hmm. uh, of staying busy in in business because giving that's back what we're to the finding. community at the same yeah, time. Yes, um, yeah, we we are finding that um, how friends of ours that were supposed to have a house done. In July, they're now looking they're, at February. I was just going to say they're probably not going to be in for Christmas, are they? No, no. Yeah. no. So that you know, yeah. that's why my question was basically going to be on how you're managing mm-hmm. dealing with that because yes, the business is coming in the door, but everybody's got an end game, and right. they all and they all want that uh, that time frame held to, and, mm-hmm. and that's not going to happen right now. Yeah, so. yeah. And I think communication is the biggest key. And you know, we I always say, you know, we're going to get you in your home. We can't guarantee. <laughs> when we can guarantee that we will. Um, but we I think we've worked really hard to project out and we have a great team in our purchasing department and our our construction team and that to find you know more maybe more trades than we would normally have and um, and yet still there's things that come at us every day that we can that we're having to kind of change on the fly you know we'll, we have a national window supplier who all of a sudden says, I can't get windows to you. Mm. And there you sit and you know, you can't close a house without, there's only so far you can take right, the house on right. until you can put windows in it. Um, here locally, um, the AEP doesn't have transformers. And yeah. so if you don't have transformers in an area to hook electric to, then you can't, you know, you can't take electric to a home. You can't get the occupancy permit. You can't move people in. So there are those little things that are, are big things, I guess, but they're out of our control. So we're just constantly, it's a lot of communication back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, We have great trade partners. We really do have great vendors Mm -hmm. and 
then it's communicating that back out to our clients to make sure that we keep them in the loop. And every Monday they get an update from our the sales team to say, this is where your home is and this is what we're expecting. Wow, that's great. And, oh, that's fantastic. So, you know, but it, setting those expectations. Setting the expectations. Yep, that's and then, key. Because every, I mean, everything is connected. When you're buying a new home, it's usually connected to the selling of a home, and and yes. the transfer of cash is pretty important. That you know, you're it not, is. So I imagine you have, a, I, I don't know, a, a plan in place. I guess where people move into an apartment living is what they're yeah. doing because those houses are yeah. selling fast. A number of them are choosing to go into an apartment where before a double move wasn't something that they really wanted to go to, but they find now, you know, get their home sold. The market's great. Sell it while the market is where it is and move into temporary housing. And then others have the ability to just wait and make that shift, you know, at that time. And so we have, we have a bit of both. We have some great preferred lenders that we, you know, the team works with and uh, that really help our clients. And, you know, I think one of the things that has really result or COVID has really been a catalyst for is a movement of people to say, I was living three, four, five, six states away. I was on the other side of the country from my children and my grandchildren. And I don't want to be that far away anymore because air travel might not be as easy. No more procrastination. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're yes. going to do it. No, let's just do yes. it. Yes. It really gave them permission to just pull the trigger and do that. And I think that's a part of why we are as busy as we are. So like, how long does it take? Let's before COVID and and Mm -hmm. supply chain issues and all that. I mean, Mm -hmm. typically how long was a build and then compared to today? Contract to closing was five to six months. Wow. That was pretty quick. That was pretty quick. Now it can be, you know, I mean, there are some we'll get it six months, but many of them are eight, nine, 10 months. That's still not too bad. It's not everything going on. It isn't. isn't. How many additional communities do you have under construction in the Columbus area right now? We have 10. 10. And that's the most we've ever had here in Columbus. And we've added this year alone, I think we added, well, we've added one. Um, so we came into the year with nine and we've almost sold through several of them. So right now we're sitting at 10, but we tried to it. look at them for my mom. <laughs> it's like Boom, right out here. It, done. It, <laughs> yes. I mean, it sold out right up here yeah. off of Avery. Oh yes. Wells, I mean, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Yeah. months in, in no I mean, time. that, I mean, yes. um, so, but we, we're not far from there. So she still needs, yeah. <laughs> we, well, with all the supply chain issues and mm-hmm. everything, I mean, is that the cost of materials? I mean, how has that affected everything? Cost of materials has been one of the things that we, you just, that's been out of, I want to say out of control, but out of our right. control, you right. know, and it, and out, out of their controls, control. really yeah. out of everyone's. So we have been fortunate that we, you know, we work with some great trades and suppliers. And then we've, though we've had to take increases as, you know, the costs are going up and try to anticipate as best as possible, try mm-hmm. to secure pricing for what we could secure it for and mm-hmm. then just know that it's still pretty fluid and and so we you know have looked at more frequent increases than we maybe would have in the past to to try to try to it's not even staying ahead of it you're just trying to stay up with it yeah you're it's not like you're you're trying to take advantage of mm-hmm. anything it's just trying to make sure that you guys aren't underwater when when this house that's right yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> like you said it's i mean it's ever changing i mean mm-hmm. from i mean at one point um a lumber was 10 over oh. 10 times the cost yes. i mean it's dropped yes. a little bit it's, not much but right. it has dropped a little bit right you're talking about windows you're the third person i've heard in the last mm-hmm. week talking mm-hmm. about window issues yeah. and um, now I hear steel is kind of on the mm-hmm. a shortage, which wasn't a couple months ago, and it's just 
It's right. ongoing. Yes. And, you know, COVID was one thing. And then they had, you know, resin, which you don't realize how many things have resin as a part of them. When they had that big freeze that went through Texas, mm. what was it in the spring? <laughs> yeah. It shut, you know, it froze the resin plants. I mean, they were just done. And and so there you have, so you have COVID, then you have <laughs> other things that come into place. Well, you know, that's kind of what's great about talking to you is our clients obviously will be focused on Epcon communities and the downsizing, but it's also bringing in full circle your team, the team that you work with right now. How long have you had those people? Yeah. yeah. We have a great team. Um, I, well, I've been on team almost 22 years. And oh, wow. So, and so a lot of our team members, you know, our, our regional president's been with us, I think, oh, over 25 you know, pushing 30. We have a sales consultants that have been with us three, four years, which is great. We yes. have a great long, longevity. I have team members in my sales department that have been nine, 10, 11 years in the department. And so, and I think that's another thing, you know, our, our superintendents, we've had a pretty steady, you know, retainer of, of those. I mean, we've, we've had that's a good That's what makes your brand there. strong. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. So throughout the organization, it's, the same faces day after day, year after year. Continuity. And, mm-hmm. Well, and that goes to, you know, give you guys credit, um, the culture. I mean, obviously people don't stay, you know, yeah. 20, 22, 25 yeah. plus years if, if you don't have a great right. team culture. Even one year. That's true. <laughs> that's that's true. Job right. When they can go anywhere, right? Yes, you're right. You're right. Or go nowhere. But you're right. We haven't, you know, we haven't seen that. What, what do they call the great, the great res- resignation? We have yeah. not seen that as a company. Okay. And I think it, that's it, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we've been fortunate that way but culture is extreme you know as you know it's extremely important it really is everything it is yeah it really is everything it all starts there well and kind of one of the things that he focuses on that we talk a lot about here is processes uh Mm -hmm. and i think those are kind of the tie-ins that we're trying to get a little bit more of small business to understand the businesses that are succeeding and growing and changing it's not a um an item that doesn't change over time, but those processes are so important at yes. taking something from start to finish and making sure nothing gets dropped yes. along the way. So I think you guys are probably pretty... Uh, Dialed pretty, in. We, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We are very process-oriented. And I know when I joined the company almost 22 years ago, that was one of the things I kept hearing the owners say, processes, processes. And we have, I can tell you, our, our sales team, they're in training twice a week with an, a trainer that we've used now for two years. And that's how they learned Zoom so efficiently. And so they have a very specific process that they follow. Once a week, the sales coaches, the leaders are in the training also. So there's a very specific process that our team follows and they know, stay with it because it, it it's the best end result for clients. Exactly. Our construction team, you know, they have processes and, and that they follow. And we just find, and that's, I think, it is one of the reasons that we stay very focused on what we do, mm-hmm. on what our market is. We know our market is that right-sizing buyer, that person who's looking for low maintenance. We don't stray from that because we know we're really good at that and right. we can stay very focused. But if we tried, if we dilute that, we lose our effectiveness. So so what is your tar- target audience? Yeah. I mean, so our target audience really is someone who's looking for low low maintenance. I'm not going to say no maintenance, but just sure. low maintenance that they either are at a place in their life where they want to travel, they've they've done the yard work for years and they're not interested in doing it anymore or maybe they're not able to do the yard work or they are a busy, they're busy. They're busy professionals who say, "I don't want to spend my free time doing yard work. I want to spend my free time with friends. I mm-hmm. want to do the things I want to do on my weekends." Mm-hmm. And so they are um they're a great client for us as well. 
we only have one community here in Columbus that's actually age restricted. I think that's kind of the misnomer. With oh, really? Yeah. People, that okay. we're fully that's... age restricted and we're, we're not. See, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. You, uh, that's what we thought too. That's, All right. That's mm-hmm. what I've that? always tied Epcon to a 55 and mm-hmm. older age bracket. And that's great information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. As soon as you said professional, I mean, it really kind of mm-hmm. opens up the whole gamut. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, there, there's a lot of. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that that younger professional doesn't, I mean, uh, ever, to each his own on what they're looking for, but uh, that y- your communities are set up very well for yeah. that, for mm-hmm. those professional people as well. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I, I think it's exciting for me to watch how Epcon has grown. I've seen, uh, again, I've been part of this community for <laughs> since I was eight. <laughs> so we have watched Epcon come around and originally when it came out, it was like, that's the optimal setting. Can you go over how your communities are are structured? Because I know that it's changed a little bit sure. over the last sure. twenty years. So most of them are are considered fee simple ownership, mm-hmm. which is a little bit different than condominium. So it's fee simple, um, but you so you you still have the services of lawn care, snow removal, those types of things. But you really own your home, and versus a condo, you're owning you own more of the contents that are right. within it. And most of them have a clubhouse and a swimming pool. They uh, have many of them have pickleball courts because that's been a fun thing to watch. It really has. <laughs> Rising. <laughs> yeah. So we're big on looking for gathering areas, green spaces. Um, mm-hmm. We create gardens within them, making walkability easy. Um, you know, if you're in Dublin, there's miles and miles and miles of bike paths. So we want to work to to uh, connect to those. Mm-hmm. So so the idea really is that you can have. You can you can go work out at the community center. You can, you know, you can have parties there. You can enjoy the pool when the weather works. You know, when the weather's good, you can enjoy pickleball and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And you can lock and leave your home when you want to. And they have a specific superintendent that's assigned to each one of the communities, or is it Epcon in general? No. As far? Okay. So we have a superintendent who is assigned to build those homes in those communities. And then once we're done, and I think this is one of the things that sometimes gets confusing to people, once we build a community out. We step out, and there's a, and we've established a property management company. Okay. The homeowners take over the association, so it's fully resident run because we're no longer involved. It's their, right, home. Yeah. It's their community. They can change their HOA company if they choose to. Um, they can elect, you know, whoever they want for their board. So there's a lot of control. That so they they have full control over it. Yeah. So I mean, so really you guys theirs. really are a developer. You're developing not just a. I mean, it's a. I hate to say a lifestyle community, but that's the only thing that's really mm-hmm. coming to mind. Yeah, you know, for a very specific niche. Yes, it's very much a quality of life decision, a, a lifestyle decision. Yes. Well, so what sets you apart from other um, companies that do what you do? Because I really only know of you guys, and <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I, yeah, that, but I, 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 I was going to say I was trying to think of one as you were talking, mm-hmm. but I can't even think of one here locally. We one time had a, a building, uh, someone that worked at the building department or a zoning board, who said, um, I, "I just want." Epcon. It's like the Kleenex, you know, it's just a brand <laughs> and everybody's Epcon. And so we were grateful for that. I think several of the things that set up us apart, one is that it is all we do. It is our focus and that's where our expertise lies. So we really are experts in that. We invest significant amount of money year over year over year in development and research. And so we don't put a product to market until based off what we think the market will want. We actually go and work with study groups, research groups, mm. who go out and, and study and interview 
our demographic, you know, our target market, someone who wants low maintenance, and they ask them what they want. And then we take that to architects and then they design it. So we're building what they're asking for versus building something and then saying, well, we hope you like this. Yeah. It doesn't matter what we think. Really, That's right. Right. Yep. It, it matters what, you know, what the people who are going to purchase them and live in them want. So I think that's one of the things. Our quality is second to none. It really is. And I think that's one of the things that surprises people when they come through our door and when they've not been in before. You know, they'll drive by, they've heard of us, but they've never stopped in. And when they stop in and see the homes, they're just blown away. Yeah. By the quality of the construction and finishes. The finishes are beautiful. We do have, it's a zero threshold entry. And I love that because not everybody who needs zero threshold is what we would call in in that retirement or senior age group. You know, there are many right. people who You're right. to need that, you know, that um, barrier-free entrance into their home. And knowing and, that that's an automatic, that's something that you guys have as your standard. That's right. That's what you're going to find when you come to us. And then the other thing when you come in our homes is, you know, we have, we have created quite a while ago, what we call side courtyards. And so they're very private because you have a courtyard that really most of your home surrounds. Mm -hmm. So you're always, this outside's always being brought within your home, but it's also private. You don't see it from the street and you don't see it from the back. It gives a lot of privacy to, you know, the homeowners. And so I think that that's another certainly unique piece. Very unique to us. Extremely unique. And I that's kind of why I've liked this conversation, not just on a, a business perspective on your processes and how your teams are constructed, but also it gives our clients who are plugging in, looking at downsizing, mm-hmm. a whole different level of depth as to what Epcon's all about. Well, and, and, and we've heard firsthand, honestly, from, yeah. from clients yeah. who are with, you know, Epcon, um, yep. you know, Many of what them have product. made the change yeah, in the last yeah, two yeah. years. Yeah. So. And yeah. some some were happy that they did it before everything because mm-hmm. you know you yes. see the sky oh, rocket. Great equity, yeah, yeah, they have great equity. It's yes. crazy. It really yes. is. Yeah. yeah, and that's often what we hear is that we we just made it too late. We should have done this when we first thought about doing it. Not that it's too late, but they've just missed a couple of years of fun. Yeah, of yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so. Um, how do people uh, get in touch with you guys to learn more? I mean, sure. how do they find you? Well, they can find us on the web at epconcommunities.com. And if they and they can uh, backslash Columbus, because if they want to just see Columbus, they can. Um, we, we're always in the dispatch. Our, you know, we still, we love the dispatch and direct mail. So they can look for our, our ads there as well. But probably the best is just to go to the website, find our communities and stop out. We're open. Always open, almost seven days. Well, seven days a week in almost mo- most communities, and so we. That's just, great. They that's don't, awesome. They don't need an appointment. They can just come. come just stop us. in, and that's right. And we're there. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate the time today. Yeah, and thanks, Nanette. Like, really, thank you. We are actually, if you have know of or have a small business that you would like us to learn a little bit more about, please reach out to us at egsifinancial.com because we, uh, building a plan. To avoid the anxiety of what comes next is what we're all about here at EGSI. The plans that we put together for our small business owners as well as for our our clients help them to avoid that anxiety. We're looking to support and grow small businesses that made it through 2020. So if you have one or a success story you'd like us to learn more about, please reach out to us at info at egsifinancial.com. Give us a call at 614-526-4118. And thanks very much for your time, Nanette. I yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very it. much. Know how busy you are. Thank yeah. you both. <laughs> Thank you. 
last time you tested your fitness level? Not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance. Because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the Retirement Trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for. A happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.